Live from Queensland, Australia, it's... Speak away, bruv. A show where two brothers just shoot shoot the the breeze. My name's Bailey. And my name's Cooper. So let's speak away, y'all. Woohoo. Yeehaw. Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hoppity Easter has just been. It really doesn't work when it's just after Easter. But regardless, hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode of Speak Away, bruv. Yeah! Uh, and, you know, it's just been Easter, Cooper. There's a lot of chocolate flying around at the moment. We've got some chocolate here in the studio with us today to celebrate the season. Yes, as some people might call it, it is cheat day. It is cheat day. Cooper, what what kind of chocolate are you, are you nomming on in this session today? Oh, we... Getting into it straight away, okay. We are. We, you know, before we get into anything else, we need to know what chocolate we're working with. Well, why don't you go first? Well, I've got a, an Easter egg with me, uh, and it is a Daryl Lee Easter egg covered in hundreds and thousands. It's basically a, a freckle, for those of you in Australia who know what a freckle is. It's a little piece of milk chocolate with uh, hundreds and thousands or sprinkles uh, covered it covered over it um i love it i love it love it love it cooper what have you got you can tell because he's got hundreds and thousands all over his mouth i don't know what you're talking about move on okay so as he has gone for a derelict i have gone for the a Daryl Lee, not a derelict (laughs) or a derelict or whatever you just said I, i don't know i don't eat that kind of chocolate right i have decided to master the Obvious choice, the Cadbury chocolate, which currently today is a caramel Easter bunny. Yes, Cooper is eating, has eaten the ears off a caramel, caramel bunny. So he can't the hear head, us. The head will come very soon. Yeah. Oh, right now. <laughs> Can we not do an ASMR video? I mean, yours is perfect for an ASMR video. I, and yet we're not doing one. <laughs> Stop crinkling the wrapper right next to that. Some of our audience might not want to hear the sounds of chocolate wrappers getting crinkled. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if you do, let us know. That's a an interesting niche. Don't eat right in front of your mic. I'm not in front of the mic. Anyway. Um, well, we're going to be talking uh, about chocolate today. Mm. Um, because, you know, it's just been Easter and, you know, we don't quite want to get into the kind of religious implications of Easter, but we still want to talk about it. So we thought that we'd talk about, you know, one of the more commercially viable parts of Easter, which is the chocolate. So we're going to talk about that a little later, but first let's go top of the show to you. Top of the show to you, lad. And, you know, we're not going to go into the religious significance of Easter, but we do want to say to everyone uh, who views Easter as the kind of culmination of an important religious uh, holiday, a series of religious holidays, uh, we hope that you had a lovely weekend celebrating those beliefs with your family and friends. For others, uh, this Easter long weekend is a really nice uh, four-day break from the work week. Um, and I, you know, we can say that at least one of us here at Speak Away Brav is... Uh, 
is in that camp of, you know, this is a delightful break from the work week. So because yes, only one of these people at Speak Away Bruv actually has a job. Yes. Well, you know, someone's got to keep this business floating. So it's me. It's not him. So uh, we, you know, regardless of how you spent your Easter weekend, what you celebrate, any of that, we hope that you had a wonderful four-day kind of uh, four-day holiday. We do, however, on a slightly uh, lower note, we in our household are mourning a significant loss uh, this weekend. The Brisbane Broncos, who we talked about in episode, I think it was 11, our sports episode, the Brisbane Broncos, who are the favourite team of our beloved director and brother Declan, uh, lost their first game of the season over the weekend to the Canberra Raiders. It was a close game, but the Raiders uh, played just that little bit better. And so, um, you know, we're mourning that loss and we're hoping that uh, the Broncos can bring it back next week. A lot of people just got really sad when you said mourning. And then a lot of people, as soon as you said Brisbane Broncos, went, yes. And then some people went, oh, no. Yes, it was was a bit of a bait and switch, that one. But, you know. Yeah. And yet... Also, my team won, I believe. You believe? You don't know. Yes, I don't know. No, you don't won. know if your they team won. won. They won. Wow. Not much of a fan, is he, listeners? <laughs> but, um, yeah, the game last night with the Broncos was really insane. I mean, that tackle that we watched this morning. Yeah, we rewatched the game this morning um, with, with the fam, and it was oh, it was full on. Um, yeah, that, that last four minutes was full on. Yeah. And also, I mean, last week, it's a little late for all the people listening, but also we're mourning another loss because at the Australian Grand Prix, my boy Charles Leclerc spun out on the third corner. Yes, Cooper was quite frustrated about that. It, that spun happened into the gravel. That happened after we filmed the last episode. Yes, it um, did, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah, it did. Because we yeah. filmed on the Saturday and that race was on the Sunday. Yes, and it was annoying to say the least. Because mm. do you know that happened to Ferrari last year as well? At the Melbourne Grand Prix. Melbourne Grand Prix last year, the Charles's teammate Carlos, a few more corners down, literally spun out into the gravel again. It must be Ferrari's thing, spinning onto the gravel in Melbourne. Right, so maybe Ferrari should just abandon Melbourne in future. It's <laughs> just not worth it. I mean, I hope not. But, I mean, Oscar Piastri did well. Who yeah. Is our Australian boy. Yeah, he did He did do quite well, actually. And Danny Rick made a video of him in an old F1 car basically going around Australia. You haven't seen that, have you? I haven't. You'll have to show it to me after this. Yeah, it's, he's basically going to all the highlights of Australia. He's like driving it in the outback, races a plane, yeah. jumps, a bike jumps over him. Like, just it was promotional for Red Bull because he's back with Red Bull as a reserve. But you know, that happened. So, mm. yeah, that's really F one news. Max one. For the second time this season, yes, but we won't we won't go into that too much because we're not we're not fans no. of Max Max von Staffen in uh, this house. 
Is that correct? Max Verstappen. Verstappen. I was close. I mean, okay. I mean, we're not going into it too much because I'll probably throw up if we keep talking about it. Well, let's not. Yeah, because this is a shiny new floor we're on. In our new office, we've got our third office. No, just kidding. No, we've just cleaned the the office that we're in. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's been very messy. We've done some renovations. Not even renovations. We've just actually put stuff in its place rather than just sitting here amidst piles of boxes. And we didn't do it. I helped. Uh, you didn't. Wow. Well, it was all mum and death. You're allergic to manual labour, so yes, I am. how about we not throw stones in glass houses? I'm not shall we? trying to say that I did this. Anyway, the main topic for today, lovely listeners, is chocolate. Sweet, sweet chocolate rots your teeth and makes you fat. Get your lovely chocolate here. Not yeehaw! Do you remember that from uh, when we went and saw Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? No. The stage production? What, in Sydney? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that's... I don't remember it. That's a line from the show. Well, I don't remember So, you know, Cooper, we are... I would say that out of the two of us, you are the... The bigger fan of chocolate. I like chocolate, but you I... You rarely ever eat it. I wouldn't say I rarely ever eat it, but if it's a choice between chocolate and, like, lollies, so, like, you know, uh, yeah, like candy, I'd probably pick candy. Because you're insane. No, because I prefer, like, the sweet taste of candy, and you prefer the kind of taste of chocolate. Yeah, I'm not a big candy fan. No, so... So you are kind of the the bigger chocolate head, but I wonder if if I can stump you with any of these kind of history facts about chocolate. Yeah, I How mean, much do you know about the history of chocolate? About the history of chocolate? Yeah, where where chocolate was first discovered, the kind of um Well, I know that it comes from cocoa plants, is it or something? Um something like that. It was kind of there's there's cocoa which is primarily used to kind of sweeten chocolate. Th- and this is all based on like an hour's worth of reading. So I do not profess to be an expert in this topic. I've just done um, my due diligence. I profess to be an expert in eating chocolate. Right. I, I would probably say that I'm quite proficient at eating chocolate as well. But, but, um, but basically this is just from reading. So the Oh, we're getting into it. Okay. I was going to say that I know that Cadbury was invented like 100 years ago or something. But well, you know. there you go. That's something. And I know now how the Cadbury Easter bunnies actually, ironically, are made. And how's that? We're talking about chocolate. We may as well talk about that. Talk about how it's made or where I found it. Could you maybe talk into your microphone instead of shoving that much <laughs> chocolate into your mouth? So on the Today Show... Yesterday, which is the morning news, they had on basically one of their presenters went to the Cadbury factory and they basically showed him like how the bunnies specifically were made and, you know, some facts about them and lots of stuff. Sorry, now we're both eating chocolate. Yeah, this this wasn't a good idea to have chocolate in the studio. Mm. 
but it's delicious. It is delicious. Okay, so so you know a bit about how modern day chocolate's made. Yeah. Very mass produced. Yes, chocolate in its kind of purest form dates back to about 4,000 years ago Mm. in terms of the human consumption of chocolate. Uh, And that's in the Mesoamericas. So that's kind of modern day Mexico. So it's that kind Mexico. of it's it's the land bridge between North and South America. Yeah, see I know that like I'm pretty sure areas like South America aren't they like big on making chocolate and like that sort of stuff? Mm. Well that's where you find the a lot of the naturally growing cacao and cocoa. So, um, cacao plants were first found and harvested to create chocolate in Mesoamerica about 4,000 years ago. Um, This was primarily by the Olmec people, who were an early civilization based out of Mesoamerica, um, who used cacao um, to create chocolate drinks to use in rituals. And they even used it as medicine to combat things like infections, coughs, diarrhea, fatigue, gout, dental problems, and angina. And basically, this early form of chocolate um, it was, was very bitter. It wasn't the sweet chocolate that we have. It's a lot similar to dark chocolate, which has a bit more of a bitter taste. But even mm. that, they pump a lot of sugar into it. Pure chocolate, like before it's, you know, has any of those additives into it, is very bitter. Um, But the Mayans, who were the kind of um, successor race or the the follow-up to the Olmec people, the Mayans rose as a civilization um, and then they eventually viewed the drink, like, viewed drinking chocolate as a gift from the gods and basically created, you know, they, they called it bitter water, this, this chocolate drink that they made from the kind of byproducts of cacao plants. Which would probably end up being what, chocolate milk nowadays? Something, more like drinking chocolate. Drinking chocolate, almost like a hot chocolate. Almost. Yeah, well, the hot chocolates are made with drinking chocolate. Well, I have... um. In the pantry, one of the drinks that I will occasionally have is salted caramel drinking chocolate. Mm. Yeah, so that's, of course, a highly... Sorry, now I'm eating chocolate. I've literally... I turned my mic off for a minute so I could literally wrap my Easter Bunny up so I cannot eat that much more of it. Yeah, see, mine doesn't have a wrapper on it, so mine's just going to be a thing. Well, you should put a wrapper on it. Well, I don't have one. Anyway... So, you know, the the people of Mesoamerica ate chocolate and used it in rituals and medicines for thousands of years, up until the time of the Spanish arrival in South America, um, when the Spanish came, and not only did they see, um, like, the Aztec people, for example, who are another Mesoamerican um civilization 
they not only saw them drinking chocolate, but cacao beans were a form were a valid form of currency. So you could use cacao beans in exchange for other items and services. They were they were money, basically. You could use them as a form of currency. If chocolate was a form of money, I would love it. Well, you know, in certain parts of the world, I mean, maybe I, it still is. I mean, I wouldn't like it because then I'd have to give away some of my chocolate. So actually, now thinking about it, maybe not. But yeah, the Aztec people, in a, you know, all of these kind of people across the, the South Americas believed that chocolate was this kind of gift from the gods, you know, and the Aztecs believed that it was a gift from their, one of their gods, uh, Quetzalcoatl, um, and they used it in all kinds of rituals and ceremonies um, dedicated to their gods. So chocolate was brought back to Europe by the Spanish who basically would bring back the seeds and grow their own cacao plants. And then when they created, you know, their chocolatey drinks and that kind of thing, their, their chocolate for consumption, they added sugar and honey to it um, to make it more sweet and make it less bitter. Uh, and the Spanish actually hoarded chocolate and didn't tell the rest of the world about chocolate for like about a century. So they would have gotten chocolate back into Spain in the 15th century or the, the late 14th century. Um, by the late 15th century, um, uh, King Philip of Spain, sorry, King Philip of Spain put his daughter, I'm phrasing this in a really weird way, basically... King Louis VIII of France and Anne of Austria, who was a daughter of King Philip of Spain, Philip III, brought chocolate to France. So when Anne and her father went to France to marry her off to King Louis, they brought chocolate with them. And within the next 10 to 20 years, chocolate was everywhere. It was all throughout France. It was all throughout Europe, all throughout England it had kind of hit the mainstream, but it was pretty much exclusively used as a treat for the aristocracy, you know, the rich and wealthy, because it was incredibly expensive to buy from overseas, to ship, to grow, all of these things. It wasn't, and also you had to make every kind of product for chocolate by hand, but in the Industrial Revolution... Oh, we've got to the Industrial Revolution. They invented a chocolate press, which pressed it into bars. That's where chocolate bars started. Was Can I get a chocolate press? Maybe. I guess we'd have to try and find one. I'm sure there's one on eBay. Right. I guess we'll From have to From the Industrial check. Revolution. Yeah, and, and you know, an 1800s uh, chocolate press. I'm sure we'll find one. Sorry. Declan, get the DeLorean started. Oh, gosh, we're going back in time. Yeah. Declan, make sure that we pack plenty of chocolate. Oh, look, he's going 88 miles an hour, and now he's disappeared. He went without us. He went without us. Hopefully he'll be back by the end of the episode with some with a chocolate press for us. But basically, when the Industrial Revolution came around and this chocolate press was invented it became wider spread and, and more people started to consume chocolate and, um, and everything like that. So that's, 
that's the history of chocolate generally. Would you would you like to know some fun facts, Cooper? And maybe maybe we should phrase this as a bit of a um as a bit of a Q and A. Sure, hit the Q and A. So, Cooper, tell me which type of chocolate is technically not chocolate? Is it dark chocolate? Is it milk chocolate? Is it white chocolate? Or is it caramel chocolate? Caramel. Incorrect. Really? No, because what when I say caramel chocolate, I am just assuming that it's kind of caramel filled or even with a caramello like bar where it's caramel infused, that would still technically be chocolate. No, it's actually white chocolate. Really? That's not classified as chocolate? Well, because it technically doesn't contain any cacao byproduct. Because I always thought I always thought that the three mains were dark milk and white. They are, but technically so white chocolate has cocoa butter um cocoa butter which is technically a product used to create chocolate but the definition of a chocolate bar or chocolate in general is something that contains cacao so technically white chocolate is not chocolate mm. okay. in, a, in a very that's, technical sense that's actually a fun fact I know. I have some fun facts. Fun facts with Bailey. That's exactly it. Would you listen to that? Comment. Comment below if you want a segment where I just do fun facts. Cooper, how many years did it take? Actually, that's not the question I'm going to ask. Cooper, what was the solution found after eight years of testing that created a viable recipe for milk chocolate. So which ingredient? Let me give you some options. So in terms of what was able to make milk chocolate work, was it cow's milk? Was it goat's milk? Was it condensed milk? Or was it coconut milk? Can we read those options again? I know. What was the third one? Condensed milk. Okay. So basically, it took eight years to develop the recipe for milk chocolate. Yeah. And what eventually made it work and what is eventually now in the chocolate where you're not eating it because you're not eating milk chocolate. And you're also not eating I'm eating milk chocolate. Yes, but does that really count because it's got like one million other things on it? It's just got hundreds and thousands on it. And even they've got little bits of milk chocolate in them. But is it? Do you want me to answer? So your options are cow, cow's milk, goat, goat's coconut, milk, condensed, and coconut. I'm going to go with, I mean, cow's milk would be obvious. Mm-hmm. Mm, condensed milk, I don't really know much about condensed milk. Coconut milk, I don't think so. Goat's milk, kind of weird. I'm going to go with the obvious, cow. Incorrect. God, I know nothing Condensed milk. What even is condensed milk? Do they put it in a condenser, in like a hydro press, and then just squish it? It's basically like 
I don't know how they make it, to be honest. I've, I love condensed milk. Love it. Well, I can't comment on how I like it because I don't know what it is. But it comes in a tin and it's got like a thicker consistency. Like it's not fully a liquid. It's like a thick... What's it like? I was going to say, are you talking about... like... Are you talking about powdered milk? No, powdered milk's a different thing. But is it similar? Just Not really. Just like turned into Because it's liquid? also got like sweeteners and stuff in it. Kind of like, is the texture almost like slime? Very gooey in that? Yeah, a little bit. My Our, our great-grandmother used to use it in her rep- recipe for... She called them truffles. They're not truffles. They're like uh, rum balls, basically, except without any rum. Really? Have you ever eaten that? Yeah, I used to make them with her when I was when I when you were a little baby. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've never had any of that food. Haven't you? I used to make them. I barely ever knew my great grandmother. I know, but I've made them since, um, like since she passed away. I have made them a few times. They're those little balls. We might have made some for you without coconut in them. Because they have coconut in them as well. But they've got like crushed up milk arrowroot biscuits in them. They've got like um, cocoa powder, um, condensed milk. And you like mix it all together and then ball it up into these little balls um, and sprinkle. Uh, coconut onto them and then put them in the fridge and they freeze and they are delicious. I'm sorry, did someone say milk arrowroots? I know, that's why I'm surprised you... I, I feel like you might have had them and just don't remember. Yeah, see, well, I probably didn't know what they were, but right now I am actually obsessed with shortbread. Yes, I'm. I'm very aware. I literally have it every day when we go to Grandad's. Mum's like, do you want a cup of coffee or something? Or a cup of tea, something like that. Now go. As long as it's with my shortbread. Well, I say, yes. Does it come with shortbread? And now she's like, I knew you'd say that. Mm. And then Decky just rolls his eyes. As he is known to do. So, yes, it was condensed milk that made milk chocolate yeah. work. Speaking of Declan, there's the DeLorean again. Decky, did you get a chocolate press? Oh, my goodness. How do you even fit that in the DeLorean? I oh, don't know if that's a chocolate press. Oh, what? Oh, Declan, that looks like a printing press for, like, making newspaper. No, that looks like a plow. How are you seeing a plow in that? Because it looks weird. It looks like some old-timer so, plow. And also... Declan, did you cut half the roof off my DeLorean? How All right, dare let's, you? let's move swiftly along. You owe me $20,000. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of money. Cooper, true or false? Chocolate chip cookies were created by accident. Uh-huh. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> Can you insert a cricket noise there? I can hear the crickets. Um, okay, stop that now. It's getting annoying. It's getting annoying. Um, well, hey there. I'm the cricket from Pinocchio. I'm a hundred years old. Just to get you stop talking like that, 
let's just say they were invented by accident because they probably were. They were invented by accident. See, I knew that. The the creator of them, whose name I should have written down, but she uh, she was trying to make pure chocolate cookies and thought that the best way to do it would be to put uh, chocolate chips in there uh, and it just made chocolate chip cookies. And she sold the recipe to Nestle for a lifetime supply of chocolate. And then she got a billion dollars. No, she literally did not get any money. She only got a lifetime supply of chocolate. That's even better than money. Well, you know, to each their own. Speaking of, I'm going to go for another bite. Uh-oh, we're opening it up. Oh, uh, there's no eyes. Oh, you've you've almost completely bitten the head off. So, Cooper. Mm-hmm. How many beans does the average uh, cacao tree produce every year? On average. Every year? Every year. I'm going to say 2,000? Pretty close. It can be up to about 2,000. It's usually in the realm of 1,800. Because basically, so basically each tree um, grows about 30 to 60 pods per year. And those pods contain about 40 beans each. So if you go with the averages, it works out to be about 1,800, which is pretty close to 2,000. Uh, bonus question, how many beans does it take to make a pound of chocolate? I'm going to go with 42. Oh, no, 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 no. Can I guess again? Sure. 200. Still more. 1,000? Less than that. 400 beans are required to make one pound of chocolate. That's actually probably accurate. Yeah, well, it means that it's each tree produces about Four pounds of chocolate a year. Yeah. <coughs> and I mean, just just in front of us here, we have at least 500 grams of chocolate, which I don't know how that converts into ounces to then go into pounds. But, yeah, you know, just today, like, look at how much chocolate we've had pile up from, from Easter. You know, it's, it's a lot of, of trees. Yeah. Uh-oh. Declan's going back into time with the DeLorean. Wait a minute. How is that possible if he's lost half the roof? I don't know. It might kill him. Declan, stop. He's already gone, man. Oh, no, he's only doing 70. Oh, no, the boosters went on. There he is. You really need to get better at the whole rules of improv thing. What do you mean? Well, because you went, oh, no, he's still here. Because you're blind. You can't see that. No, because you're a bad actor. He's behind your... You're giving away our secrets. You're a bad actor. You're a bad... Please. Person. <laughs> wow. Ouch. I mean, it took you a hot minute. I'm going to leave that pause in the episode just so that people can hear how long it took you Put to some get crickets from in bad there. to person. Put some crickets in there. 
You're Why is the solution to every problem for you at the moment crickets? Because <laughs> they make it sound like it's forever. Put a what? Yeah, doesn't make sense. It makes it awkward. Okay, <coughs> I have one more fun fact, but I don't know how I would turn this one into a question, so I'm just going to say it as a fun fact. So chocolate has several different uh, kind of hormonal and emotional responses that it triggers within the human brain. The smell of chocolate causes an increase in theta brainwave activity, which actually relaxes you. So just by smelling chocolate, you enter this state of relaxation. Yeah, hang on. Give it a good sniff. Let's both give it a good sniff. I'm feeling pretty calm. I didn't get anything. Hang on. Oh, he's passed out. All right, we're going to continue chatting. That while was very relaxing. Oh, there you go. I didn't feel relaxed on the first bit, but then the second bit made it feel very relaxed. So then relaxing. when you eat chocolate, it basically um, releases these little bursts of serotonin, um, which is a hormone that induces feelings of happiness and euphoria. So basically eating chocolate makes you happy. Let's find out. He's having a piece of chocolate. He's chewing it. He's I'm contemplating his emotional state. I'm not getting anything. Hang on. Oh, my God. Why does it take two goes with it? I think you're just being a bit selfish and just, you know, wanting to eat more on the podcast like a weirdo. only apologize um cooper we're going to talk about our favorite chocolate products Woo! Uh, in a segment we're going to call favorites because here in australia we have a box of chocolates called the favorites and you Do can we? get all we literally got a box of it this morning did we oh my god <laughs> Yes, it's the box with all of the different types of chocolate in it. You can get a, a crunchy. You can get not a Mars bar because the Mars bar's not that. You can get a flake. You can get a, a Cadbury Dairy oh, Milk chocolate. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Wait a minute, what? Took him a while, didn't Wait it? Wait a minute, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> I hate this man. <laughs> I hate him. The feeling is totally mutual. I'm glad. Cooper, what's your favourite chocolate bar? Mmm, this is very hard. Kind of changes depending on what my taste buds feel like every now and then. Oh, because you used to be a big one for the double-decker. Yes, but I don't have many double-deckers now. Mmm. Well, when you say double-deckers, they're not an Australian chocolate. You have to get them from a chocolate importer, isn't it, or something? No, you don't. You can get them at Woolworths. Well, now you can. You couldn't. Back when I wanted to try them, you had to get them from like a specific candy store. Mm. And, you know, I saw them overseas and I was like, I want to try one. So, you know, I ate some and then kind of stopped. Yeah. But, you know, I think I might get them some more and start eating them again. But at the moment, 
my and I used to be very in on the caramel twirls. Mm. And originally it was the caramel caramel koala. Yes, the caramello. But because I'm so tall, that's small for me now, so that doesn't work. So really, <laughs> just had to casually bring his height into this conversation. Yes, because I'm taller than it. you. I'm taller than you. Anyway. No, you're not yet. Yeah, but I'm at eye level, so you know. You're not taller than me yet. And I'm nine years younger than you, so you should be ashamed. But anyway. Yet you'll always look up to me. Never. I don't even look up to you now. Anyway, my current favourite uh, chocolate is a brand that we don't even have here. It's actually two brands. Mm-hmm. It is a Kit Kat Aero. That's a brand we have here. Not in the studio. Oh, I thought you meant here in Australia. Like, we we don't have... We have one chocolate each in the studio. Yeah, but we don't have a Kit Kat and we don't have an arrow. And a Kit Kat Aero is both of them combined. Yes. So it's... Um, so why do you like a Kit Kat Aero? Well, at the moment, like, it's mint chocolate, yep. partially. And, you know, I used to have a lot of Aeros back in the day. That was another chocolate I used to like. Right. And... Not really that much, but I used to have some Kit Kats. So, you know, kind of having the both of them, it's so delicious at the moment. Having having that chalk mint kind of refreshing taste with a, a, a bit of wafer on the inside is well, a good I mean, combo. I'm surprised I like it because Bailey's the big mint chocolate guy here. I do love my mint chocolate. I'm the caramel person out of us. I do love my mint chocolates. You've already said that. Mm. Okay, whilst Bailey is being weird, mm. let's just uh, not listen to him as mute his microphone. I swear. <laughs> I didn't um, know. Okay, so that's I'm your... I'm not that mean. That's your favourite chocolate bar. What's yours? Um, Speedrun. No, not speedrun yet. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't speedrun it. No, I didn't. Um, I also am impartial to, you know, the... The mint chocolate, I do like it, but I would probably say that my favourite chocolate bar um, would either be, and there's a caveat for why one of them isn't quite my favourite anymore, but I used to be very impartial to a Curly Whirly. I I love a Curly Whirly, which was basically like a kind of... um, Wasn't it like a swirly thing? Yeah, it was a swirly, it kind of looked like a ladder. Like it kind of yeah. was like two straight yeah, poles. Yeah, I used to like, like those as well. Yeah, and you so they see them often, do you? You don't really they're anymore. You, they're they're filled with like kind of uh, caramel toffee, uh, and the reason they're not really my favorite anymore is because I lost two teeth in one day to a to a curly whirly. Were you not around? You were around, but I think you were very young when that Wait happened. I think I lost two teeth to a curly whirly as well. Yeah, well, I was eating a curly whirly, and uh, on one side I bit down, and one of my Two teeth of my came out teeth? in it. Yes, obviously, baby teeth. I mean, you're I'm missing lo- two teeth now. I'm not missing two teeth you're now. You're missing your two front teeth. No, buddy. I'm not. You're missing your two front teeth. You're about to be missing your two front <laughs> teeth if you keep being rude to me <laughs> like this. They're already gone. No, they're not. They're about to be. See, they're gone. That you. No, you're just putting your lip up. You're putting a finger in front of your mouth. 
I don't know what you're talking about. That won't protect you. I'll hit you in the face. Sure. I'll punch you in the mouth. Sure. Knock your teeth out. Sure. Mum will kill you because they're $10,000 teeth because I've got oh, this amazing it. smile. See, that means you can't do anything to me either. Mine are protected as well. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Anyway, oh, so so I did I did like a, a curly whirly, but I probably see my favorite now is the Marvelous Creations. I really I'm sorry, like what the, what the uh, Cabri Marvelous Creations, which have got like little um, bits of candy in there, you know, popping candy. Oh, little, well, of course, little uh, you know, like Smarties and that. See, I'm expect I was expecting you to say a Violet Crumble. Cause I, I but I don't really like the Violet Crumble bar. I like the Vi- Violet Crumble bunnies and Santa, which are smaller yeah, and have the little crystals of honeycomb in them. But the Violet Crumble bar, you've got to brush your teeth after you eat it because it just gets all yucky in your teeth. So have it before dinner. Anyway, um, actually, when I went to go choose what chocolate I want off the chocolate table, now it's called... Right. I found that came out of Bailey's area a couple of unwrapped Violet Crumbles. And I was like, hmm. Violet Crumble bunnies. Yes, and I yeah. was like, hmm. Wait, multiple? I think maybe one. I don't know. I was going to say, I only had one this morning. <gasps> oh, no. Declan's eating it. Someone's <laughs> been stealing my bunnies. I, I won't mean, have it. I mean, we all know. Who I steal- won't have it. We all know who steals chocolate in this house. But anyway, Cooper, your favourite chocolate drink? Here's the thing, I don't really drink chocolate, so. I mean, I don't really either, but I was just going to say a, a creme cocoa de menthe, which has a little oh, bit of chocolate in it. We're counting well, like it's got chocolate, chocolate milkshakes and all that? Yes, See, obviously I, I they're including those. See, I was thinking. What did you think I was talking about? Chocolate milk. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> Chocolate um, thick shake, obviously. So that is probably my top answer. Uh huh. I do like. I actually only had one last night. There you go. It was delicious. Okay, so <laughs> so I'd go with like a, a basically a choc mint drink of some kind. You know, predictable. Milky Lane does that really nice mint. Yeah, arrow. I heard that you went to Milky Lane yesterday. I'm so glad you went without me. Yeah, I did. You're the worst. Well, you know. You know I love Milky Lane. If you're nice to me, I'll take you again soon. Hey, if Milky Lane would like to sponsor us, we would be more than happy. We would be. Because we had it in Sydney once when I went to go visit when we went to go visit Bailey last year, and it was the best. It is very good. I was reluctant to try it. And now he. Only wants to go back. Was but there until a cinnamon then. skillet thing, by the way? That you yeah, yeah, that's why I sent it. It's a cinnamon scroll skillet. Did you Looks have one? No. Why not? Because I was with like only like three or four, like a couple other people. Oh, you could and probably already, eat it all yourself. I'd already eaten a lot of food. Sure. I didn't even want dessert, but sure. I want to try. Did a few you have that little there. wheezy? No, I didn't have a burger. I had the uh, me and a friend shared two servings of the loaded fries because they do, they do the normal loaded fries. Now they do Mexican loaded fries, yeah. which is basically like and a the chino- nacho loaded fries and the fries. churro fries. Mm. See, one thing that we've learnt about Milky Lane is 
you basically have to share the food with people because it's so much. You do. And also we're going to very quickly swerve out of this conversation because we have another segment to get onto. After one last question, or one last favourite, favourite chocolate biscuit. See, I don't really eat chocolate biscuits. But if there was shortbread dipped in chocolate, God, his eyes just lit up <laughs> like bloody saucers. Wait a minute. Shortbread dipped into chocolate coffee. Well, there you go. <gasps> uh, mine is obviously a Tim Tam because I'm a true Australian. A Tim Tam? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'd pick a caramel Tim Tam. I don't mind Salted that. caramel Tim Tam, maybe. I don't mind them. I haven't had one in a while. We love our Tim Tams and we love our chocolate and we hope you do yes. too and that you you got some good chockies. Let yes. us know what kind of chockies you got over yes. the uh, the Easter period. Yes, we love chocolate. Uh-oh. Sorry, I'm allergic to chocolate. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is a bad time to Uh-oh. find this out. Uh, all that chocolate in the air. I don't know what this bit he's going on with is, but we're going to move swiftly I along. am actually allergic to chocolate. Well, I totally have not eaten the head of a chocolate bug and Cooper, I hope that no bunnies were harmed in the making of this podcast. I hope that your allergy is not going to affect the next part of our show because you've got to do some singing. Ah, uh, yes, it's time to go on to tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. We're gonna talk about some stuff. And not get copyrighted. Yes, that's it. I didn't do it in song lyrics this week. Well, how dare you. Okay. And you not get copyrighted. It's like a rap. Mm, I don't know which, which I like less. But <laughs> we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out in the edit. Um... Lovely listeners, Cooper, you have a question for me. Not yes. related to chocolate. Unfortunately not. Now, this is once again a question from Declan, who has obviously disappeared in his time machine. Yes, but maybe back soon. Yes, hopefully. He has said, what are your top three upcoming Lucasfilm projects announced at Star Wars Celebration over the weekend? Oh, okay. So Star Wars Celebration has been happening and is still at, at this stage ongoing this weekend. Um, it's, uh, it's in London and it's basically Lucasfilm, the company, bringing out all of their Star Wars projects plus Indiana Jones. Um, okay, so my, t- my top three projects. So obviously The Mandalorian is ongoing at the moment and, and that's all very exciting. In terms of other projects that are coming out, you've got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You've got um, a few new series from Star Wars. You've got um, Acolyte, which or the Acolyte, which is is set hundreds of years before the prequel series, and it's about um, a Sith and their apprentice in an era where there's a lot of Jedi around. You've got Ahsoka, which is set at the same time as The Mandalorian and features a lot of characters from Star Wars Rebels and from The Clone Wars and from The Mandalorian. You've got... um, What else have you got coming out? You've got three new films have been announced. One as a kind of um, 
finale to the Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka Saga, this kind of big film that Dave Filoni is going to do. You've got a film about Rey set 15 years after The Rise of Skywalker, and you've got a film being done by James Mangold, who uh, did Logan with Hugh Jackman and has most recently done this new Indiana Jones film with Harrison Ford. He's doing a film about the dawn of the Jedi. Uh, am I missing anything? Uh, you've also got Skeleton Crew, which is this um, very, uh, you know, 80s-style kids movie where it's these young kids in the Star Wars universe trying to find their way home um, on board a ship. Uh, what am I excited for most? I would say that my top three... I don't know if I'm going to put them in order of like most excited, but I'm really excited for Indiana Jones. I love Indiana Jones, have watched it all through my kind of childhood. Um, so I, I'm really excited for that and see the kind of final chapter um, of Indiana Jones. And so long as it's better than the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'll be happy. And if Ki Hui Kwan, who played Short Round in the Temple of Doom, is in it, I will scream. Uh, louder than I have ever screamed before. Uh, what else am I excited about? I'm really excited for Ahsoka. Uh, I love that character. Um, I didn't. I watched the Clone Wars a bit growing up, but have gotten into it a lot more now as an older person, and I'm trying to get Cooper involved um, to watch it in the lead up to all of these kind of uh, culmination stories of all of these things from the Clone Wars and from Rebels. But I really love Ahsoka as a character and all of the people involved in that project um, and all the characters that they're bringing back into the Star Wars universe. I'm very excited to see. My third, it's really a tie-up for me between the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew, I think. Because while I am excited for the new movies, like I'm excited for the James Mangold project, I, I want to know a little bit more about that because right now we just know it's like the the origins of the Force. And I, while I think that's interesting, I don't quite know what that looks like yet. And so I want to know a bit more. Whereas for me, the Skeleton Crew sounds like an amazing, like, you know, Steven Spielberg 80s family movie where it's like, you know, it's being described as having a real, like, E.T. or... Um, Goonies feel where it's these kind of young kids going on an adventure and those are the films I grew up on you know Goonies and and E.T. so I, I'd like really like to see that but I think I'd probably have to go my third one after Indiana Jones and Ahsoka would probably have to be the Acolyte because uh, it's all about the uh, the Sith kind of coming back into the galaxy in a period where the Jedi are at their, their highest strengths. And uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see where they go with it. And they've got some amazing talent involved. Amanda Stenberg, uh, Lee, I, I cannot for the life of me remember how to pronounce his name, but he's from Squid Game. Um, and there's there's just some amazing talent involved in that show. So... Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Cooper, what what have you heard about from from out of Star Wars Celebration that you're excited about? You lost me at Lucasfilms, by the way. So Well, you know. You said too much. Anyway. That's your opinion. 
Sorry, I'm dying. Um, I've had too much chocolate today. Um, and so apparently you're allergic, so I mean that can't be good. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, lots of chocolate in this room. Anyway, um, so my top three things coming from Lucasfilms is probably Indiana Jones, uh, then probably Ahsoka, and uh, Andor season two. Oh yeah, Andor season two. I honestly kind of forgot about that. Get um, off TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. We're anti-TikTok here. I know. That that's why I'm not on TikTok. Or was that TikTok. Instagram? It was Instagram. Anyway, I had an important message come through to the Speak Web Brother account that I'll have to tell you about in a minute. Um, so, what was I going to say? No idea. Andor. Andor. I am excited for that. Um, I'm I found out recently that they filmed it at the McLaren factory. They did. They did. They filmed quite a bit at the McLaren factory. But, um, yeah, I honestly should have remembered that that show, that show is definitely in the mix for me. I really am excited about that one. Did you like Andor Season 1? Yeah, I really did. I really, really liked Andor Season 1. And, I mean, I'm so looking forward to Andor Season 2 because they're bringing back my boy, K2SO. Sure. Um... Actually, you totally didn't react enough to that. Oh, I don't know who you're talking about. The droid from Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Rogue One completely. That's literally where Andor is from. Yes, but I don't like Rogue One. Well, Um, rude. Well, you don't like it either. I do like it. (laughs) Sure. Anyway. I do. Sure. Anyway. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Get out of my room. Solo's better. Anyway, um... That's an interesting opinion. Okay. Yeah, it's not the right one either. Uh, they're both terrible. Anyway, um, one thing I was going to ask you, which you'll probably never answer this question. Mm-hmm. Out of these four seasons, which one is your favourite? Mando? Uh-huh. Boba? Uh-huh. Obi-Wan? Uh-huh. And Andor? Andor. Really? Yeah, I mean, I love The Mandalorian, but particularly this season has been really inconsistent for me with the quality of the episodes, and it was even a bit last season as well. Um, Obi-Wan was really quite the same. It was really messy, and I mean, The Book of Boba Fett was a mess. It was just... Really? Yeah, so Andor for me is the most consistent with its tone with its storytelling. I don't think it will this next season because isn't it based on like four years or something? Yeah, but when when you look at it, like the first season was a year and that was 12 episodes. I pr- I'm pretty sure like four years over 12 episodes, that's like three episodes a year. But a lot of Boba Fett season one was explaining his past. Yeah, but it wasn't doing it through, like, seeing Boba Fett do things. It was stuff that had already happened. Like, you know what I mean? You don't get... It's such a passive way for your character to kind of relive their backstory is through just having them sit in a Bacta tank for all those episodes. And then just 
halfway through give up on the book of Boba Fett and do half a season of the Mandalorian. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. But I liked seeing the baby in there. It was really cute where sure, the last but it was really cute where in the last season the baby sees Mando and he literally jumps into his It um, was really cute, but like it was And I also love this season of the Mando. I think the Mando's the best. You think this season of Mandalorian's the best? I think just Mandalorian in general is the best. But this season has been so inconsistent. I don't care. Like, even you've said it. You've said, like, oh, this episode was terrible. I only said that because that episode was when... There were two episodes, at least, that you've said that about this season. No, not really, because I liked the first one, kind of. Because the Anzellans. No, you like the Anzellans. That's Duh, different. they make up the whole episode. They did not. They, they were in did. one scene. That made up the whole episode. No. Yes, it did. No. Then they were back. The one that I really hated was when the first bit was that insane air fight scene. With yeah, and then they just Manda. go to Coruscant for a whole episode. And it was just boring. It was just this lady who apparently works with Moff Gideon. Mm. And then this scientist that, what, invented Baby? No, was trying to clone Baby. Same thing. Um, yeah, it really felt unnecessary. I mean, they went to find cookies, didn't they, or something? Uh, what? Didn't they go to find those yellow cookies or something? No, that know. wasn't the mission they were on. They were going to try and get cloning equipment. Okay, well, I don't even know. Um, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, there's just been a lot of inconsistency in the story, in, in particularly in this season of The Mandalorian. But then when you think about it, it makes sense because they're setting up the fact that Moff Gideon's coming and they've announced that he's been in this but, episode. But, like, we know that. Moff Gideon's already been in this show for two seasons. It's not like it's some big reveal. But people probably didn't. Like, and I didn't expect him to come back. Why? Because I didn't expect Moff Gideon to break out and be back. I thought they Obviously were going to do something Obviously he's up. going to. Well, I don't know Star Wars. It's not even about knowing Star Wars. It's having an actor like Giancarlo Esposito. If he's going to say yes to coming back, you're going to put him back in the show. Who? The guy who plays Moff Gideon. I don't know that guy. Well, that's because you're too much of a baby. <laughs> He's an amazing actor. I will force choke you. Guess what? It does nothing. You're just moving your hand closer so you can maybe actually choke me. <laughs> Guess what? I'll break your arm. Crap. You can't with your... Or <laughs> that felt nice. Well, that, there you go. That actually you're loosened my wrist. There you go. Oh, wait a minute. Well, that's our Lucasfilms bit. So now it's time for you to do an accent. Right. What's the accent? I don't really know an accent to anything to do with chocolate. So maybe we'll do a Star Wars accent. Okay. Insert elevator waiting music I mean, you here. can just give me like a, a, the Easter Bunny's accent. Is there a Easter Bunny accent? Well, I can either make one up or I can just do the... Easter Bunny accent from from when Hugh Jackman played him in The Rise of the Guardians. See, I'm trying and to play think him real Australian. Is there, is there actually an accent that? Well, hey, I'm, 
What's up, little one? I'm the Easter Bunny. He did not do that. What? Well, in the Rise of the Guardians movie, it's like, Oi there, Jack Frost. I'm the Easter Bunny. Little kids. Is there anyone with a good accent in Star Wars, though? What do you mean a good accent? What does that even mean? Well, you can't just do a normal accent. I mean, Obi-Wan. Ooh. Hello there. Do Obi-Wan, actually. Uh, but uh, do I want you to do the Easter Bunny? Uh, oh, my God. We'll do Obi-Wan another day. Do the Easter Bunny already. All right, then, lovely listeners of this show. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you had a wonderful Easter. And, uh, you know, I uh, went through the Warren and all of my tunnels to get you your Easter eggs this year. And uh, I hope you enjoyed them. They're a very nice chocolate they are. And... If you're allergic to chocolate, I hope you got a suitable, uh, you know, one that wouldn't make you break out in hives. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, these bruvs are going to eat some more chocolate, as they should be. I almost was about to sneeze there. Oh, my goodness. See you later, I might actually be allergic. See ya. Podcast over, it's movie time. Got my popcorn, got my chock top. Wait, you're all still here? But I forgot the shout out segment. Again, didn't I already? Ugh. Let's get this over with. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Come back next week for another episode. In the meantime, why not listen to some of our older episodes, even if you've heard them before? I'm sure you'll still enjoy them. Like, follow and leave a review on your favourite podcast app and follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Until then, I've got a movie to watch, so talk at you soon.